Hello, this is the podcast Life According to Richard and Sam. I'm Richard. And I'm Sam. And we're gonna just going to talk about our life interests, like... Uh, Cooking, music, TV shows, things along those lines, just things that we find interesting, what we find interesting about those topics. Uh, we're really excited to do this. We've been kind of talking about this for a while, and then we finally decided to do it. Yeah, we're just a bunch of, a couple of college friends just hanging out. Yeah. Discussing what we like. Yeah. We hope you enjoy. Uh, this is going to be the first of many episodes. This episode's about cooking, a uh, personal favorite of mine. I know Richard likes to cook too. So I hope you enjoy. I'm a newbie. This is experienced guy. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not quite experienced. I just started to, but I like to branch out. So I've kind of immersed myself in this topic. Jeez, I thought you were a master chef. No, not at all. <laughs> All right, today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite cuisines, uh, best meals we've eaten. That's a good topic. Uh, I really like that. Big food guy. Love meals. Love eating. So that's going to be fun. We're going to go ahead and talk about meals we've cooked and our favorite sh- cooking shows. Yeah, yeah. Should be fun. Hope you enjoy. So we're going to talk about our favorite cuisine, Mm -hmm. so cultural food. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about the best meal you've ever eaten. So I'm very excited for this. Big foodie. Love to cook. Like to eat more. So this this is a topic that's close to home. But... I'll let Richard start. Oh, geez. Putting him on the spot. (laughs) Uh, Well, I would have to say my favorite cuisine is probably Italian. I'm a basic, I'm a basic bitch. There, as as someone who is one quarter Italian, Sicilian to be specific, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Italian cuisine is fantastic. A lot of options. So I'm assuming you like pasta. I do. Because it's not the only thing in Italian food, but it's the biggest thing. It's it's pretty big. I You ever made pasta? I'm bad. You ever, make your, you ever make your own pasta? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I've handmade pasta. It's fun. Like, hand-making your own pasta is fun. It looks fun. I, I watch it on, like, YouTube all the time. And it – I. If I had the money, I'd just go out right away and buy like a like a pasta flattener. Pasta maker? Yeah. I have one at home. You know, make a lot of pasta at home, home. Um, but yeah, continue. Well, I I think uh, I love Italian. Well, it's the culture. It's a lot of the culture. The food culture in Italy is just amazing. Um, I took – it's kind of funny. I took Italian – in high school, but which is odd. Not That's a lot of Italian odd. classes. Not a, lot, not a lot of schools offer Italian. No, but uh, I was very lucky. Um, I only remember like three phrases, and they're "My name is," "How are you?" <laughs> and "I'm hungry." That's so, that's all you need. And I remember the. If you find people's names, you can introduce yourself, and "I'm hungry." That'll lead you to food. You're set. That's all you need in life. 
I actually even remember the body language for I'm hungry. So nice. I'll be able to get through the dialect barriers, I think. <laughs> I hope. But the what I what I took away was there's there's a lot of great stuff that they do with cheese, with pasta, pizza is amazing. And it's I just I just want to go. Fun there. fact, did you know how pizza started? No. It was a side dish. Really? It's so like in traditional, traditional restaurants in Italy, pizza is a side dish. Because originally pizza is just a flat piece of bread with sauce on top, maybe a little cheese. That's what margarita pizza, when you get margarita pizza, yeah, it's just basil, spinach, spinach or basil. I can't remember which one. I don't need a lot of margarita pizza. Uh, sauce and mozzarella. Yeah. That's it. Little, it's just the little chunks of mozzarella. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how pizza started. Is pizza itself was not the main dish, because you know how people eat back in the day. There's like seven different courses. Right. You, you got your fishes, your red meats, your pasta, your appetizers. Pizza was an appetizer. It was some you eat while the other food was cooking, or while you're waiting for the other food. Because it's easy. It's handheld. You can still talk when you're eating it. Kind of. Wow, that's there's a fun fact of the day. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the pasta. Go. Everything goes back to the pasta. I feel like it's so it's so crazy what they do with pasta, like the different forms that they make, and it's a lot handmade. Handmade it's, pasta is superior to all their pastas. And, like, even then you can branch off because, like, you got your basic semolina pasta, which is the yellow stuff you buy in the store using semolina flour. That stuff's good. You can make squid ink pasta. You can make basil pasta. Pasta itself, how you make it, has a lot of different avenues to go down, which then also changes the flavor profile of the dish you're making. Wow. I don't know a lot about Italian cooking. Oh, I need to study up. I know you don't really know this. I'm a huge foodie. Like, if I had to rank, like, interests, it'd be, like, food, sports, music, and then other stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, dead air. Dead air. Oh, jeez. Best, best meal you've ever had. I'll help you with that. Best, best meal you've meal. ever had. Best meal. Oh, I wanted to talk about cheese. Cheese is amazing. Cheese is so amazing. Mozza- I watched mozzarella being made. I made mozzarella. Oh my god. Stop. Bro, my, just- my mother is <laughs> a 50% Italian, 50% Swedish woman who is one of the nicest people on the planet. She loves to cook. I got my cooking from both of my parents. Both of my parents love to cook. But my mom has... Um, always been a very influential part of my cooking career because she's one it's her pasta maker we always make pasta with her um we've made handmade pizzas we've learned how to make kind of we've made mozzarella like once and i know people call it mozzarella mozzarella it doesn't matter the only one is ricotta cheese it's not ricotta and i will fight people on that I, I'd agree with that. It's, Being, it, it's it's ricotta cheese. It's not ricotta cheese. 
Be, being a music major, um, we have to do a lot with uh, uh, diction. So, yeah, I know how to pronounce Italian words. I, yeah. I just say it, you know, Americanized yeah. because that's that's the normal conversation. But if we if I was reading Italian, I it'd be perfect. Well, close. As close as I can get. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, oh, mozzarella. It's I got to show you this video. It's it's great. We can talk about it later when we get to the yeah. YouTube. Um favorite meal or best meal I've ever had. Um funny that I chose Italian. But I'm going to go to Mexican food. Ooh. Uh, there's this place in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's like a mom and pop Mexican restaurant. Those are the best. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what I had, but it was a type of burrito. I think it was it was some kind of like, well, it was a burrito with sauce on it. I don't know if that like makes it a wet burrito or <laughs> what. <laughs> I'm very ignorant, I guess, but... Uh, there also is, they also have the best queso dip. It's white queso dip. And it's, oh, I can't even describe it. I just like, I wish I knew the name of the restaurant too, to shout them out. But it's it's great. It's good. Mom and pop stuff. Mom and pop restaurants, they go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. Either they're the best food you've ever eaten, without a doubt. Or not the best. Putting it nicely, not the best. Right. Um, for me, my favorite, even though I am Italian and Polish and Swedish and <laughs> Lebanese, so I've got a lot of a lot of different flavor palettes to work with. Um, my favorite food cuisine is Chinese food because you got your pastas, you got your rice dishes, dishes. You've got soups. If you want spicy food, you can get more of a Szechuan style, which is northern China. A lot of chilies in there. Um, if you want more of like a lighter thing, you go more towards the coast, more fish-based dishes and seafood. There's just a lot to work with. And one of the things that I always tell people, if I had to pick one cuisine to eat the rest of my life and that was it, I would pick Chinese food because of how versatile and different it is. Um, best food I've ever eaten. Um, uh, I've been to a lot of interesting restaurants. Um, I think one of my top ones is like, cause I obviously can't think of, like, I know, I'm sure you had a tough time thinking of like the Mexican restaurant you thought of, right. but, uh, the melting pot, I know it's a chain, but fondue is just so cool. Cause it's, it's food in a show that you get to act in. What more could you want? <laughs> Um, but I think personally, the best food I've ever eaten is Middle Eastern food. There's this grocery store, there's this Middle Eastern grocery store by my house, um, has a bunch of different Middle Eastern like groceries. So like couscous, hummus, things to make hummus, making hummus is fun. That's a whole other thing. Um, but also they have like a deli section where they cook all the food and, this is a consistent thing that we get for family get-togethers. Um, it's this huge pot. It's this huge like platter of rice and shish kebab meat and meat that's been on like a roasting skewer. 
So it's not like it's shawarma like meat. It's not shawarma. It's not gyro meat. It's kind of like that. It's some little spin on it. Okay. But it's really good. And I always look forward to when we have it because it's always a special occasion, but also like the food's insanely good. Right, right. And fun fact, one of the lesser known things that in Middle Eastern cooking is the use of pine nuts. Okay. A lot of Middle Eastern rice dishes use pine nuts just to add a little crunch and a nutty flavor. Pine nuts are really good. That's interesting. Yeah. That's that sounds good. I uh I I haven't had a lot of I don't think I've really had any Middle Eastern food. Oh, you got to try it. Like and I know like hummus is a big thing nowadays, but like <laughs> legit legit Middle Eastern hummus. See, the thing with hummus nowadays is like I'll be honest, Sabra hummus is really good. And like, That's the only hummus I've ever had. Um, but like legit Middle Eastern. And then there's baba ganoush, which is an eggplant-based dip, which is like hummus, but it's thinner. So hummus you want. Yeah. Like the biggest thing with good, good hummus is that it's thinner than store brand hummus. Like not much, but it's thinner. So it's a little, little more soupier. And there's more, le- more of a lemon flavor, at least how my dad makes it. He right. uses a lot more lemon in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, well, the way chickpeas are, you can really mess with the flavor if yeah. you wanted to. And that's what I like about that's what I like about Sabra hummus is that they make a bunch of different flavor profiles, like the olive tapenade flavor, or right. like roasted red peppers, or like spinach and artichoke. Even hummus is like a very good base dip. That's why it's popular because it's healthy for you, but also it's like a good base dip, and it's it's good. Yeah. But like legit homemade hummus or hummus made in a Middle Eastern shop, there's no comparison because it's it's just better on um, pita bread than any other type of hummus because it just sticks to the bread a little more. It's got a little more of a pronounced lemon flavor, which is nice. I love a good lemon flavor because you want that citrus to cut it because the chickpeas can be a little strong. The What's it called? The other part. It's the. I don't know. I I, I need I need to know this. <laughs> I should know this. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, tahini. That's what it is. Ah. Tahini. So like the the chickpeas and tahini together, um, already have a very big flavor profile. So you want some more of the lemon in there to kind of cut it because like if that's another cooking thing is like if your dish has a lot of very very pronounced strong flavors like earthy flavors or nutty flavors you want to use a little citrus to cut that so it's a little more balanced okay so kind of like base and acidic Mm -hmm. balance exactly like that that makes that makes a lot of sense but yeah i'd say that's probably the best food i've eaten um Best Mexican food I've had since we're on that topic, and I love, <laughs> also love Mexican food, is right. there's this mom-and-pop taco shop like half an hour from my house, but it's like between my house and where I went to high school. Oh. And so my friends and I would always go there like on weekends and hang out and go there. And um, just Al Pastor tacos, like legit Al Pastor tacos where it's literally just corn tortilla, meat, cilantro, onion, and lime, and that's it, are some of the best things on the planet. 
when done right, because Al Pastor is sorry, Al Pastor, I believe, don't quote me on this, <laughs> is also, yes. So Al Pastor meat is also on a rotisserie. Much you like, and your rotisserie. Dude, rotisserie meat is the way to cook things <laughs> because it stays warm. It cooks at a low and slow temperature, so it kind of gets a little – all the juices soak, soak in the meat. Right. Rotisserie meat is the way to go. And what I like about Al Pastor is that they – on the top of it, good Al Pastor places, they put pineapple. Ooh. So as the meat's cooking, the pineapple cooks, pineapple juices soak into the meat, and it just adds another flavor profile. Right. Wow. That's, I need to go there. Jeez. I'll come visit. Yeah. I'll come visit you. So what would you say is like the best meal that you've ever cooked? The best? Well, oh, I, this is funny. I actually got the recipe from Sorted Food. Cherry slash apple turnovers. Ooh. I made both. Ooh. I tried both. Nice. How did they, they turn out? They were pretty good. Uh, I got to mess with, I got to try to like make my own puff pastry because nice. I just bought it. Yeah. And then puff pastry is tricky. It's real tricky. It was, I, it was like, it got so fluffy. So it was more bread than like filling. It was awful. Yeah. It, that was the worst part, but they that were was good. The worst part, they were good. Yeah. It's a good start. Baking's always a good start. Um, that's how I started, just like cookies, and then I got into like mm. actual cooking. You know, baking's cooking, but like cooking like food, food, not baking things. Right, right. Um, I'd personally say like um, my best meal that I cooked I, was just recently. Uh, I whole roasted a chicken, but I separated the skin from the bird because that crisps up the skin and it like cooks it faster a little bit. I actually spatchcocked it which is what happens when you butterfly the chicken. So you cut out the spine, push down on the breastbone, and it flattens out. Cooks in half the time. Right. Um, so I separated the skin, put a, chopped up some fresh rosemary, melted a little bit of butter to the point where I could malleable. It was malleable. And I put the butter underneath the skin, put it on top of the skin, roasted the chicken, and then I also made some brown rice with it. That's probably the best thing I've ever cooked. Wow. Yeah. I just ate and I'm like getting hungry. Dude, it was so good. That sounds amazing. And I'd probably think the thing that I would cook consistently the best is uh, bourbon brown sugar glazed baby carrots. So you boil a bag of baby carrots for like eight minutes, strain them. And while you're straining them, and kind of, you want to, um, what's it called? Uh, put them in ice, an ice bath just to stop cooking. Right, uh, and then while they're sitting in the ice bath for a bit, you melt like half a stick of butter, put like a quarter cup of brown sugar and a shot of bourbon in it, mix it all together so that they're all combined to make like a brown sugar, bourbon, butter glaze. Put the baby carrots back in, put a little bit of parsley in there, and just shake them till the carrots are coated. And they're fucking amazing. That sounds like a lot of work for baby carrots, but Dude, but it's worth it. It's honestly, it's not that bad because like once you go, the eight, waiting for the eight minutes for them to boil is the hardest part. 
because you're just sitting there not doing anything. Right, right. And then after that, it probably takes like two minutes to finish. It's like 10 minutes in total. Wow. Yeah. Because you don't want the butter to cook too fast because uh -huh. then it'll burn. And if the sugar's in there too long, it'll start to caramelize. You don't want that. So it's like it's a good give and take. I've right. been messing with it a bit. Like I, before I put it all in and then after all the carrots are in, I put the bourbon shot in and then burned off the alcohol. But I found that there was a little more of a bourbon flavor than anything else. Um, so then I put the bourbon in the first time, put the carrots in, and then lit it on fire. You couldn't taste any of the bourbon because it's what you're supposed to do with alcohol when you cook with it. Oh. Like harder alcohols, like, you know, like flambe things. Right. Like banana pudding. Um, but yeah, so like I just put the carrots in. I put the bourbon in now with everything else. And then put the carrots in and then just cook it. I don't light it on fire or anything. Just I cook it till the alcohol burns off. And I think that's been working pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what should, should I say? Um, what do you, what do you use? Do you use granulated white, like the white sugar? I use brown sugar. Brown sugar? Granulated Sorry, brown I sugar. Sorry, I missed that. Because it's, it's, well, brown sugar has kind of started the caramelization process. Right. And so it's a little sweeter, got a little more flavor of its own to it. And it's got a little, little bit of that caramely taste, which okay. is what you kind of want when you're glazing stuff. That's why you don't really use sugar when you glaze. Mm -hmm. You use brown sugar or something along those lines that's got a little bit more of its own flavor because that adds to it. And you always want – you want more flavors than not because, like, that's a whole thing. Is like, Especially with seasonings and sugars, is like you want the flavor there more than, like, the sweetness. Because if it's too sweet, then that's a problem. Right. The brown sugar adds a separate flavor palette to the dish itself than everything else. Okay. Um, another thing you can try with the recipe, not not the no no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm always taking like an idea. Uh, so that uh, I don't know if I said it in this, but the yeah, I did the cherry yeah. and apple turnovers. Um. The brown sugar they had me use to top and to put into the uh, filling, I can't remember what it's called. It's got a really, it's it's a weird name. Um, I had to like watch the video like three times to hear, yeah. hear how to properly say it. But it's a different brown sugar. Um, I'll I'll look it up and let you know. Is it like stevia? Is it like not actually sugar? No, it's actually sugar. It's okay. It's just they they process it differently, but okay. it's also a brown sugar. Yeah. Um, it's really good. It's got like a different kind of. It's a different flavor almost mm -hmm. than just like regular brown sugar. Yeah. Um, and it might. I don't know how brown sugar really acts in when you're cooking it, but it might act a little different. But it'd be like something to try. It cooks a lot faster because it's already started that caramelization process mm. so it's already like further along than regular just pure white green sugar is you don't want it to well, caramel so caramelize? you got to kind of find that balance like it's already started that that's why it has a different flavor texture palette than white sugar okay is because it's already started that process but you don't want to leave it too long in the butter because then it'll just turn into caramel right and really bad caramel because <laughs> that's not how you make actual caramel is just sugar and butter there's like other stuff you put in there, but right, right. Um, and then 
In another interesting thing is uh, carrots mm -hmm. have a different sweetness. So I'm I I, I really want these carrots. I really They're want good. to try these carrots. They're real good. Because uh, carrots are like the only vegetable you can bake into a cake. Yep. Because they're, they, they're, they're sweet. Yeah, they're sweet vegetables. That's what I like about it, too, is that, like, the carrots, when you finish them, they're, like, still got a little bit of give, like, take to them. Like, they're not just mushy. Right. But they're not, like, just carrots fresh out of the bag, just, like, crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. So I like it because there's, like, that good balance. It's just got a good flavor texture, like a texture to it when you bite into it because it's, like, not totally crunchy, but it's not just mush. Right. Right. Uh, I looked up that uh, um, sugar. Mm -hmm. Demerara. Ah, never heard of it. It's a type of brown sugar. I think it's uh, it's not so... Uh, sticky? What's the word? Yeah. Because brown sugar is pretty sticky. Yeah, it's... And or like it's it's more crystallized. Oh, like, so it's bigger granules. Yeah, bigger granules. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it'll probably heart or melt better. It might yeah. melt better and take longer to get to that caramelization mm -hmm. point. This would be an interesting thing to try. Yeah. But yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, YouTubers, uh, cooking YouTubers. A lot of good cooking YouTubers. Um, my personal favorites are the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen and Binging with Babish. Two good channels, a lot of different things on there. Um, what about some of your favorites, Richard? Um, I also watch Binging with Babish. Um, I, I do like Bon Appetit. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of their stuff, but... I, uh, I I'm also into sorted food. They're fantastic. And I've done, I've watched a little of Sam, the cooking guy. Yeah. Um, I like Bon Appetit a little more than Babish because Babish is all about like food from TV shows, movies, video games, things like that, which is cool to recreate. And he's very knowledgeable about cooking. Um, but I like Bon Appetit because it's a lot more meals that like are common. Like there's uh, episode or they have a show called From the Test Kitchen where they just have a, a bunch of the chefs that are in the rotation um, cook meals that are like common things. Like they did chicken pot pies. They do like spaghetti, spaghetti carbonara, which is a good it's a good meal, personal favorite of mine. But um, the Test Kitchen is cool too because they have a lot of different things on there. Uh, one of the ones, another favorite of mine is Gourmet Makes. Uh, they have one of their chefs uh, trying to recreate common food items like combos doritos things like that they have that chef try and recreate them and make them a little more fancy a little fancier so i really like right. that yeah that's that's actually what i i've seen is like um the chef made like uh peeps gourmet ah, peeps yeah i saw i saw a chip one i think too i think it was doritos yeah i i love the test kitchen all of their cooks like claire brad um Chris Morocco, Andy, all of them are great. There's one section that they did where they, uh, it was like a seven part series where they did like recreating like the perfect Thanksgiving meal, which was really cool because they split it up into pairs for like six of the episodes and like most perfect turkey, perfect pie, perfect sides, perfect potatoes, things like that. And then the last episode, they all went to like one of their houses 
and made the entire meal, which was super cool. Ooh. So, yeah. That sounds great. That's where I learned about um, butterflying burnt chickens and stuff. Oh. Just because they talked about that and like, yeah, that was the method they chose because it cooks in half the time. It crisps up the skin a little better because there's not skin on the other side. So, right. Wow. Yeah. Um, I I I enjoy the Bon Appetit because they're they're while they're professional chefs, they're also having fun in the kitchen. Yeah. So it's it makes them relatable. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the appeal. That's another thing I like about them too is like. Brad and I are very similar people. Brad gives off a lot of dad vibes. I give off a lot of dad vibes, <laughs> especially cooking. And I just like it because they are very personable, but also like they're professional chefs. So they know what they're talking about. They know like what knife to use if you're like trimming chicken fat or like what knife to use when you're cutting that chopping vegetables up. And they even have like parts YouTube shows where they do that, where they talk about like, this is the knife set that we have. This is like our personal favorite knife that we have. So I think that's really cool. Right. Um, well, I actually forgot one. I'll just jump into talking about them. Uh, the Mythical Kitchen. They're yeah. pretty new. Um, they have Mythical Chef Josh. Yeah. Uh, good Mythical Morning, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's the same company. They got, they're under the Mythical logo. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, they, they tried over the summer doing some, like, mythical kitchen shows starring their chef, Josh. Um, they, they started out with food fears, and then, like, there was one where he was trying to beat, like, Olympic records, or not Olympic. Guinness uh, records? Yeah, Guinness World Records of, uh, like, I don't know. He only, he only ended up beating one, and it was, like, something about, like, eating pudding really fast. <laughs> it's an interesting record to have. <laughs> Um, but, uh, he's, he's funny. He gets a little cringy. Yeah. But I guess that's yeah, his comedy. That's his thing. I like, cause like, I don't know that they did that, um, on the regular channel where it's like, they make most expensive fast food items. Yeah. I really like that part. Like the most expensive Big Mac or most expensive orange chicken. It's right. just really cool to see how they can make fast food items just as expensive as possible. So they use like. For the orange chicken, they use like a champagne that's like really fucking expensive, and they just use that and just so that was really cool to see. Right. Um, yeah, I love those. And what they've started doing is he shows you how to cook the like weird mashup foods, mm -hmm. like their Willet foods. Yeah. He'll choose like one thing, so it was like animal style mac and cheese from like In and Out. Mm -hmm fries animal style yeah it was like mac and cheese hmm. um one i saw the other day um and this what i love about it is it gives you a recipe they break it down mm -hmm. so he did chili cheese dog upside down cake really interesting that that seems interesting i don't know how i would feel about that because like those are two things that i don't think i would ever see together <laughs> So I think that's a very interesting idea. So what he did was like, um, so like when he was uh, putting together the the pan, mm -hmm. it was hot dogs cut up on the bottom, and then he poured in his chili, and then cornbread uh, dough. Ah, so that's that's what it was. So it was still savory. It wasn't yeah. sweet at all. I was gonna say like if it was a <laughs> sweet cake, I'd I'd have some weird feelings about that. But. Oh yeah. But um, because of the way they break it down, I now have a chili recipe that I can try. Nice. Because, like, he, he broke it down, like, his uh, – I think it's, like, the 
I don't I don't think he Oh, well. You're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> he showed you how to make the chili and he showed you how to make the cornbread. Yeah. And then I don't think he showed you how to like cook the hot dogs, yeah. but seems it seems like you're very interested in it because you were thinking about it, but obviously couldn't think of all of it. And that just shows that you're really interested in the recipe. So um but like going back to binging with Babish, um He's like the first YouTube channel that I started watching about cooking. Because obviously, like, at home, you watch, like, Chopped or Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen, things like that. Food Network's great. But I just like Binging with Babish because it's, like, a YouTuber. There's a bunch of episodes you can watch back to back to back that aren't just, like, um, that aren't just, like, you have to get on and watch TV at a specific time to watch this specific episode. And you can just binge watch it. They're awesome, like Steak a Poivre, that episode from Archer. Um, that's mm-hmm. how I learned about the carrots that I was talking about earlier because wow. he did that. And like I thought I'd put my own little spin on that because how he did it, it seemed very complicated. <laughs> but I just like all the episodes because like, as someone who's into movies and TV shows, seeing all these foods on the movies and TV shows and just like, oh, that's cool, but you never see the recipe to it. And then he's a channel like, oh, here's how you do it. Here's how you do this, blah, 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 blah. Now you have a recipe to make whatever dish you saw in like that movie. I right. think that's really interesting. I think the thing that uh, pulled me into his channel was uh, Kung Fu Panda. He like yeah. showed you how to make dumplings. The dumplings and the secret soup recipe, the noodle soup. Oh, the yeah. Secret ingredient noodle soup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kevin's Famous Chili. Ooh. I like want to... I don't know why, but I guess I'm well, really drawn to making chili. Chili's a good thing make to make. Chili, yeah. Chilies and stews are probably two of my favorite things to make just because it's not as labor intensive as some other meals because it's like just put everything in a pot basically and then just let it cook. Mm-hmm. So like it's a good meal. To, like if you're cooking for people, it's a, those are good meals where you can just like make it, get everything prepped, and then let it just cook itself, and you can still converse with people. You're not just like in the kitchen, like shuffling a bunch of different pans, <laughs> trying to focus on all these different things, and you can't talk to people. And so, I think it's a really good thing to cook chili, and I like cooking chili. So, right. I I feel like I'm the opposite now because I'm really impatient in the kitchen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. That was one of the hardest things for me to, to learn cooking is just being patient because I'm also a very impatient person. It's like, oh, I'm going to make this, but I want it done as soon as possible. And so like with some of these things, it takes time to like develop that flavor and like develop the stew and like all of that stuff. So right. it's just a, it's a learning process. So it's t- it takes time. I'm still not 100%. Like I'll find myself times where I'm cooking and it's just like i'm making something like oh you just gotta let it sit for like 30 minutes and i'm just like oh great what am i gonna do now since i don't have anything else i can do so so that's the end of the episode um we hope you enjoyed this was a very fun topic to talk about i love talking about cooking like what to cook, what I like to cook, what my favorite cuisine is. That was fun to hear from Richard about his favorite cuisine and favorite meals. And also um, listening to Richard talk about his turnovers was very interesting. That's something I'm definitely going to try in the future. Um, But other than that, that's been the episode. And this has been the Life According to Richard and Sam. I'm Richard. And I'm Sam. See you next time.